Hi, this is Chuck at Lazarus Recovery Podcast at the junction of faith and recovery. And I am talking about people. This is Chuck at Lazarus Recovery Podcast at the junction of faith and recovery. What I want to do is I want to talk about common denominator people that you normally see. If you go to a AA meeting and you walk in the door and let's say it's a, it's a step meeting around a bunch of tables and you look around and you see all sorts of people you see older people or maybe it's a noon meeting a set meeting and you see older people and retired people and you see people running in for lunch bringing their lunch from work and you see uh, other miscellaneous people there might be 20 or 30 30 people around a table and they're all ages and they're all types. And as you listen, they're all different. They're all different because they come from different situations. But in an AA meeting, people don't, uh, they say, uh, identify, don't compare. So basically they talk about seeing and understanding that everybody is similar in their differences, that makes any sense. The AA strives for identification and not compare the way it works. They identify and don't compare. That's sort of the way everything is. That, that's, the, that's the whole thing. That's what I want to talk about. AA says identify and don't compare. They want to stress the similarities and not the differences. Now, if you go to a you go to a normal it's evangelical church on Sunday, everybody's dressed up sort of nice. Everybody's there, and a, the words they're going to use are, "Are you saved or not saved?" You know, in Pentecostal churches, are you baptized in the Holy Ghost or not? They're going to talk about that. They're going to talk about them and us, and they're going to talk about about the walk. Are you walking the walk or are you not walking the walk? But they're going to assume that everybody hopefully is quote saved. So there's obviously discerning uh, between types of people. There are going to be Christian saved people and then other people who are sinners who are not saved, who are potentially lost. That's their belief set, lost and unlost, save and unsaved. And then there's people, you know, that are walking a walk and talking a talk and stuff like that. You know, they're going to discriminate between those people too. You know, they're going to discriminate. You know, there's going to be differences. That's sort of the way it is. Faith people have a little bit more dis- they're not encouraged to identify and not compare. They're encouraged to say, I'm saved and everybody else is not saved and I need to do whatever I have to do to convince them to be saved. So there's a significant difference in how the two groups, recovery and the church, look at people. Now, church people say sinners and saved. 
you know, they understand that there's, they're struggling against what they call sin. There's not a lot of awareness of the vulnerability that they have because they're saved. They're saved. So if they, they don't think too hard, they think, well, I'm saved, I'm good which to a certain extent is sort of like my relationship to the Lord is safe because I'm saved. Um, I've accepted Jesus as my Savior, therefore I'm saved. But there, there's a sort of like, okay, I don't have to worry about it. As long as I'm saved, I don't have to worry about it. It's not a crisis. In recovery, it's like, you know, I got this thing going on and I have a tendency to do stupid stuff. And if I get addictions, I need... I, I really do stupid stuff. You don't hear that in church that much. You know, you hear it about somebody else, but you don't hear it about yourself. You know, except in churches where, where they have like a celebrate recovery and then people come and say, I am saved, I'm a believer, but I struggle with. And they acknowledge the vulnerability of it and they acknowledge the fact that they need some help from Jesus to take care of that. So, that's sort of the difference. If you come to a church or you come to AA, there's a, a sort of tacit agreement that there's a, there's a problem that needs the presence of a, something to take care of it. Um, so they're similar in that way. And why are they similar in that way? Because unconsciously there's an acknowledgement that the, the common denominator between recovery and faith is peoplehood. You can discriminate between people, but basically, you know, it's the fact that people are, have a problem with themselves. You know, faith people will say, you know, that's, that's the fallen nature. And if you walk in the spirit, you'll not fulfill the lust of the flesh. In other words, the, the people problem. It, it's, it, 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 the faith people have a little bit of trouble getting the identity thing going because there's a lot of like, I'm, I'm better saved than you are. Type. But I think that the perception, it gets really complicated because some pastors harp on it and everybody gets completely wound up and crazy. No, there's not, it's not the AA thing. We're seek, seeking progress and not perfection. Um, a lot of times in church, it's like, you know, by faith we are perfect, and therefore non-perfection is a, is a problem. But there's, there's complications there for faith people. There's a few hoops you got to jump through. In AA, it's... It's basically you 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 have to think about your relationship with God and your relationship with other people in the program. That is your way out of the problem. Person problem, the people problem. So the common denominator is this human vulnerability and even both sets more or less consciously or unconsciously acknowledge this is a common universal problem that 
that creeps out. And that's the, that's the common denominator, this human thing. And that's what this podcast is about. At least the beginning, at least the beginning of talking about this human thing. Talking about the fact that we are vulnerable to our own inclinations and to influence we either acknowledge or don't acknowledge or understand. Which, you know, can lead us into into behaviors that are not what we choose, but which which we are inclined to stumble into. Now, in Christian history and stuff like that, even Jesus talked about, you know, sheep. And it wasn't necessarily a compliment to, you know, Christian humans. They said, you know, sheep are stupid. And they wander off all the time. And you need a shepherd to constantly watch them and whack them and drag them back in. And, you know, observation in people is that's very, very, very true. We do wander off. It's like the next shiny thing. Even church people recently with politics, the next shiny thing, and we go off every church, everybody wandering off to follow the next shiny thing until the gospel's obscured and it's only the the politics that are involved. We've wandered off to the next shiny thing. That's the common denominator. We all like that. So it's, it's not like we can just turn it off and turn it on. It's like the vulnerability. Some people have a better handle on it than others, but it's, it's there, and that's what this podcast is about, at least introducing the different words that describe it. Church describes it as proclivity for sin, Adam and Eve and, uh, you know, the, the curse and stuff like that. That's what that they're talking about, this, this, you know, all are sinners. All are sinners and fallen short of glory. That's what they're talking about, this this proclivity to not do the good but do the bad to always be mesmerized like a little kid by the next shiny thing to be lose our focus on what we're trying to do and end up doing what we don't plan to do or we let ourselves go and we get sucked off into something else something shiny something shiny and we do that now i don't know who i'm talking to I'm talking to you but are you uh if you're a, if you're a drunk or an addict this is easy for you because if you're listening to this you come to realize that there there needs to be another agreement because you just you just ain't the brightest light as far as you know, automatically on your own, discerning and acting upon a discernment of the problem you have. You, you know, you're, you follow, you know, you're vulnerable. You're really vulnerable. You like, you know, you find a, the sickest person in the, in the room and you chase after them. You pick the, uh, 
you know, the worst habit and you chase it. You, you get into patterns of behavior that are very destructive and you don't seem to be able to get the self-control to get out of it. Go along and say, I'm gonna do better, I'm gonna do better, I'm gonna do better, I'm gonna do better. And then at some point in the future, you say, oh God, I did it again. Sometimes it's just you doing something that's not the best for you. Other times it's like you come out of the two-day fog and you go, oh, what did I do? Or you're living your life and you're living around people and they know exactly what you did and you're trying to dig your way out of that hole. And people just aren't God buying it because hurt people hurt people. And you might have hurt them, but they're going to hurt you back. David did that. He did some stuff and it it reaped the whirlwind for his life in some areas. But the one thing he had was he, he usually came back to the Lord and well, he got the recompense for his actions, but he, the Lord stuck with him. And that's the, that's the common denominator is everybody in faith and recovery needs that essential augmentation of the presence of of a God, a higher power, in their lives to give them, give their lives the leverage not to be consumed by, by stupid. Because we are, we are. And so the sheep are not the brightest lights in the world. You know, well, we're not, that's not a compliment to be called sheep by Jesus. It's like sheep are stupid. And they need somebody to take care of them, whack them on a tail and move them away from things because they like nice, shiny things. That's who we are. And you can say, no, that's not true. But if you've been in AA and you listen long enough, yeah, that's what that's who we are. That's identification. Yeah, I was stupid and I got into trouble and I hurt people and I'm trying to clean up the mess. You know, and I can't do it myself, but if I ask for help, then God's gonna help me not do that. In other words, me plus God might work. Me plus me just does not work. And that's a, that's a life lesson that some people never learn until the end. But everybody is a lot like that. You can say, well, some people aren't. Some people are less, has less, less proclivity to do stuff that hurts a lot of people. That's absolutely true. But, you know, the common denominator the common denominator is that vulnerability. And, you know, there's certain areas of faith that basically have taken sort of an easier way and say, well, we're basically good people that are a little bit foolish. And we have a Heavenly Father who loves us and cares for us and accepts us just the way we are. And what he wants to do is he just wants to take care of us. And that's, you know, and certainly don't worry about biblical things. You know, God is, God's for you no matter what. 
So to a certain extent, you end up with that in secular recovery and AA and stuff like that. Just ask God for help and he'll help you. And it, a lot of times that's true. The, that's where the faith and the recovery things collide with each other. Because, you know, there's definitions of terms that are different and ways of looking at it. And that's why at the junction of faith and recovery is important because there's this, this struggle or tussle between understandings of who God is and how he is and what he thinks, what his position is in relationship to this proclivity that human beings have of doing really stupid stuff. And also, you have to be honest, some human beings are just disreputable. You know, they're a walking sore. All they do is leave damage. You know, whether it's because of illness or whether it's because of trauma before or whether it's just simply because they're just, they're just not very good, nice people. And they just get off on hurting people. You know, but it's this, the potential in people is to do that. And that's the common denominator, this, this sort of wild weed thing happening in people that, you know, is gonna sprout up sometimes and just take over a life. This tendency to have an itching ear, to, to always be open to listen to the, the most pleasant promise. At the same time, realizing that it's probably not true, but you always chase the promise that gets you more for less. In other words, you can get more for less output, for less. You don't have to be good to get good. You just have to know the right words to tell the power that has the good how to get this stuff. It's, it's easy. It's easy peasy. The problem with it is, is that they're not necessarily all, all pleasant beasties in the, in the spiritual place. You know, God can help you, but there's not any reason why there's not somebody else that has less than stellar motives to you who's going to feed you a line and drag you into something that is very difficult to get out. So that's the problem. That's the problem, and we have to we have to sort of understand that that's the problem. But that's a that's that's you know people and the permutations of what people do. But you got to understand that everybody's the same. We're all vulnerable, We're all extremely vulnerable. And we all have different opinions about what that means and how it should be treated. And that's basically what this podcast is about. is about introducing this, this common wild card in human beings. And a little bit of beginning a bit about the nomenclature of how people talk about it and what groups talk about this in, in, in different ways you know so it's the uh, the church calls it about sin uh, you know the seed of Adam 
AA talks about it, about the disease, you know, the, the incurable disease that you just need to do the do stuff to get in remission so it doesn't kill you. And they generally say that, you know, if you get some sort of spiritual action going, you can, you can bring that tendency to self-destruct into remission. So in the church, they're going to talk about sin. They're going to talk about Jesus. And they're going to talk about the Holy Spirit as, a, as the uh, antidote, the, the controlling antidote to this tendency to do really stupid stuff. So that's sort of what it is. I'm going to talk. I think that I'm pretty much done, but I want to. I, I wanted to introduce this. This carefully introduce this idea of. In the church, they call it the sin nature. Um, in AA and NA, they just say, you know, if you if you got the disease of alcoholism, you never get cured. It's like it's there, and you always have to have an antidote to it. Or it's going to come in the ambush and you're going to pick up and when you pick up then all the things that are there that you know are sort of kept in abeyance you know you pick up a drink all bets are off and you're going to do stupid stuff really stupid stuff you know again it's it's the there, there's a flaw in the in the code and you need a higher power of some sort of kind to come in and you need a patch. You need a patch. You need a, a patch that's introduced on a daily basis to circumvent this, this this bad code that's in there. That's you know. And then there's a whole bunch of things about trauma and getting hurt, hurting people, and all that stuff. That's what recovery deals with. That's what the church deals with. But it's this fundamental common denominator that everybody, nobody comes into AA and automatically nice. Some people are nicer than others, but nobody comes in automatically nice. Everybody takes it for granted. There's a seed there that's gonna, unless treated, unless compensated for, is gonna, is gonna do a terrible job on us and everybody around us. That's AA talks about it, the damage and the wreckage we leave in the past. The church talks about it a little bit more carefully about the need to come to Jesus. Then they talk about how to come to Jesus and how to walk with him. You know, so there's differences in the way they deal with it, but it's always the fundamental underlying thing is, you know, it's a flaw in the code that, that needs to be compensated for. And that's what, that's the common denominator. That's why both faith and recovery are very identical because there's a common code, there's a common issue that needs to be dealt with. And that's what I'm, that's what I wanted to do with this one, a common denominator. And it's a tough, tough issue for some people. You know, the sin nature is repellent. And some people just don't believe in it. Emergent church does not believe in that. Doesn't believe in it at all. AA is, is they believe in the disease of alcoholism that you don't get better you just have to you have to treat and take the medicine to to be in remission from the consequences of it it's talking about the same thing it's a different words for the same situation so 
that's that's the thing and hope is the hope is in both faith and recovery they believe that in intersecting with and coming in alignment with a higher power will give you the ability to recover to neutralize the the stuff that's in you and allow you to live a competent life not burdened by the, the problem in other words like in covid it's like that you got the, the stuff to take you got the shots you got the boosters you got all that that stuff allows you to live a normal life in aa and faith you know the faith thing is the the booster the antibody that is injected into your life that that keeps you from getting infected and destroying yourself so but everybody's the same it's the same game it's the same game of finding the escape from the snare that's better than us that we can't get cut out it's just simply there and luckily people have found that faith does the job on it if we're willing so that's the that's the common denominator and i'll talk more about that and dice you know pull it apart a little bit and talk about where this idea of sin came from where this idea of disease came from in aa and and we'll talk a little bit about what's a human being like what are the vulnerabilities what are the what to explain the kind of stuff you see in the church in aa what's the what's that all about what how how does this denominator work how what what does it what what do we do about that you know that's the interesting thing that's the part that is going to bring people together is hey i'm not going to argue with you about your recovery or your faith we have a common enemy we have a common denominator that can't be ignored a drunk or an addict can't just say ah, i'm not going to worry about it because inevitably they're going to pick up and use and then they're going to die so they can't afford to let it go faith people might be a little more inclined to let it go but they're going to get destroyed and they have to come and, and straighten out their their walk and stuff so so that they gain distance from all of this so that's the that's the podcast that's the common denominator and that, this is episode or 22 that's it. This is Chuck at Lazarus Recovery Podcast, a conjunction of faith and recovery. Thank you for your time. Leave a comment so I know there's actually people out there. You know, check in with the blog at LazarusRecovery.org. And, you know, you can find Lazarus Recovery Podcast on just about everything that has podcasts. So all you got to do is look it up, and that will hook you up to the podcast. And listen and make comments if you think i'm an idiot make a comment if you think you know there's a whole bunch of things you can put it on social media do whatever um i leave leave this stuff on uh, twitter and i leave this stuff at my uh my facebook page so if you want or go to lazarusrecovery.org and leave me 
leave me a message or something. Uh, it's not perfect, but I think if you leave me a message, I'll get it. That's it. This is Chuck at Last Recovery Podcast, the projection of Faith and Recovery. Thank you much. Bye-bye.